This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Bonus episode 21 centimeter. On this episode, we review the concert at the Paramount Theater in Seattle, Washington on August 16th, 2019. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. We're in Seattle. <laughs> I know, this is so cool. This is like the first time I've been to Seattle. First, Me too. First time I've been, well, I was going to say the first time I've been to Washington, but that's not true because I landed once in Oregon and I made the wrong turn and I was in, <laughs> and I drove over a bridge and I went into Washington, but I immediately turned around and I left, came back. So I was in Washington for like three minutes. Wow. That's, I mean, that's three more minutes than I've been in Washington. <laughs> but then I did land here a day earlier than you, so I have spent more time in oh, Washington. So, so yeah, so you're, you're caught up. You're in then 23 some. hours and 57 <laughs> more minutes than I have. So yeah, so we, um, we flew out for this little <laughs> leg of the tour, uh, three shows in Seattle, and then there's going to be three shows we catch in British Columbia, and then we're done with uh, Al Tour. I was so sad. I can't believe this is almost over. Yeah, I mean, we just saw the sixth to last show <laughs> of the tour for us. And, I, yeah, I mean, like, as you know, as the show is ending, I'm like, oh, man. Even as the show was starting, I was like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> running out of shows. It, they go fast, you know? They, they really go fast. And I can't believe that it's been, like, two and a half months of shows so far? I know. It, it doesn't seem like it, that's been that long. It feels like it's, you know, it's just getting started. Right. This is, I mean, it's 67 days on this tour, but it just feels like, uh, or 67 shows, I right. should say, right? right? Probably like 64 days or something like that. Well, then there's days in between. and But it, it seems like a very short tour for me, you know? It's, the tours in the past, they seem like they've gone longer. Right. Oh. Well, they're they're really cramming in a lot on the, on this show. They, I mean, they don't have a whole lot of they don't have too many days off. There's really only a handful of days off. Like maybe once a week, they have a show off. So it's oh, it's I'm not saying it. it their schedule is very busy, and they're hitting like I said, 67 shows. That's right. not, that's nothing. You know, that's not like a small tour by any means. Right. But, well, I guess what I'm saying is there's so few days off that they're able to cram more in. Yeah. You know, this maybe years ago would have been an extra month, and they would have True. a couple days off True. in between. Yeah, so landed in Seattle Thursday and came to our, I don't know if I should even say a hotel. This is like a, a, a paradise. <laughs> this, <laughs> Frank did us well. <laughs> it's a, a two-story <laughs> hotel room. There's two bedrooms, two bathrooms, <laughs> three TVs. There's a full-size refrigerator, a, a full dishwasher, <laughs> a microwave, an oven, and a stove. It's a sink. I mean, sinks. So many. Three sinks. Oh, and also there is a sofa which pulls out into a sofa bed, so we can have <laughs> guests over. Are you in the area? And <laughs> are you somehow hearing this before we've actually posted it? Let us know. <laughs> Come hang out with us. We got room. Lots and lots of room. Lots of room. And we have a patio. 
That's true. We haven't, <laughs> even, haven't even, this place is so big. I haven't even seen the patio yet. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is enormous. It's it's very cool. And for this little trip, we're here the longest. So that's kind of cool that we got the nice room for as long as we do. So anything exciting happen on your flight out? Well, not on the flight, but uh, as soon as I got off the plane in Seattle, I'm walking. And I'm, you know, I'm just trying to figure out where the heck I go, you know, for baggage claim. And side note, it was very confusing to find everything in that airport. I don't know if you had that experience, but I was following signs for baggage claim and I like came to a dead end. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And like, it took me a few minutes and I turned around and it was the other way. So no, but it, so before I even figured that out, I'm walking and some guy just says, I don't even know what he said. He's just like, Weird Al or something. Like, he, you know, the, that's the call that you, <laughs> if you want to get my attention, just say Weird Al. Of course, wearing a Weird Al shirt yesterday. And, you know, I, he guy sees my shirt and he's like, hey, you Weird Al fan? I'm like, yeah, you <laughs> can say that. <laughs> and, and he tells me, he's like, oh, are you going to go see him on the tour at all? It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I didn't know how deep this guy wanted me to go. <laughs> this is pretty cool. And uh, he's like, oh, man, you know, I was supposed to go to the, the show on Friday in Seattle, but I was asked for, for work to go to Chicago to this conference. So I can't go. And now I have a ticket that no one's going to be able to use. He's like, I tried to sell it on Craigslist. I tried to give it away for free, and I got no takers. Oh. And I was like, I, I bet I could find you someone. And he's like, Really? So <laughs> I gave him the card and, and that, of course, had him ask about the podcast. And he uh, he seemed really into it. And he sent me an email. Sure enough, I asked Kenneth and he didn't know anyone. So I said, ah, I'll just post it on Reddit. So I, I don't know if you knew this, but I have a, a 2000 inch Reddit handle. And sometimes I'll comment stuff on the Weird Al subreddit. So I just put it out there on the Weird Al subreddit. Hey, uh, I know someone. I, it sounded really sketchy how I wrote it. <laughs> it's like, hey, I uh, I saw a guy in the airport and he <laughs> told me he has a ticket. So if you want, I'll get you in touch with the guy. No, but uh, I don't know how it worked out. But someone got in touch and I put him in touch with the person. And it worked out. I, uh, I assume it worked out. I don't okay. know. So hopefully, hopefully it worked out. But the guy's name was Blair. He was a cool dude. And he was very disappointed to be missing the Weird Al show that he had bought a ticket for. But I don't think he was a super fan by any stretch. He said that he hasn't really followed a lot of Al's stuff. And he said he he mainly listens to the one album. Like, well, what album? <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, well, the the one I have. And I'm like, you're going to have to help me. With that. He's like, uh, Alternative Polka. And I was like, oh, Bad Hair Day. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> The one, like the number one Weird Al song to him must be Alternative Polka. <laughs> That's how he knows Al. And he loves that album enough that he bought tickets. And I told him, I was like, oh, you're missing out on a great Amish Paradise. And that uh, album is 23 years old. <laughs> he hasn't thought in the last 23 years to go to the record store. Or Spotify, where you can listen to anything and for see free. see if there's any, any other music that Al's put out since then. Hey, but, or before then. <laughs> who knows? All right. Well, Blair, if you're listening, listen to some Weird Al songs, dude. I mean, Bad Hair Day, that's a great album to have as your favorite, but... <laughs> There's more out there, man. <laughs> it's probably a good thing he didn't go to the concert because he really wouldn't have recognized <laughs> a lot of these songs. <laughs> he would have recognized exactly one. <laughs> oh, I know this song. 
How come they're not doing alternative polka? Right. <laughs> he's, he's the only guy there, like, hoping for alternative polka. <laughs> This guy, he's, he's got his uh, his leader hosing on, and he's he's got a big sign that says "Alternative Polka." Told it. Oh man, I didn't have quite in that in depth Weird Al experience on my trip, but there were a couple of Weird Al noteworthy things. All right. Number one, Jackie and I were sitting in row twenty seven on Whoa! the plane. I was in seat twenty seven A. She was in seat twenty seven B. Which I later found out that Frank had done that on purpose when he booked our airline tickets. So good one, Frank. That was uh, Frank is stepping up on this trip. I gotta tell you, Frank had me in row thirty and thirty-one, so he must not like me as much as you guys. But he let you stay in the, this beautiful, beautiful hotel room a whole extra day. So, That's true. You know. But the Wi-Fi didn't work the first day, <laughs> so Frank, you know. Well, that's clearly Frank's fault. <laughs> He's passive-aggressive in that way. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of cool. I flew on Alaska Airlines, and one of the things they offer on Alaska Airlines is you can watch free movies. I was flipping through the movies, and sure enough, Johnny Dangerously was one of the choices. They must be really scraping the bottom of the barrel for Alaska Airlines <laughs> if they have Johnny Dangerously. Well, they had, they had modern. They had more, they had more up-to-date stuff, but... <laughs> One of the choices was Johnny Dangerously. The other, another choice was I'm going to get this title wrong: the Captain Underpants movie. Okay, right. So that was another uh, choice. So did they also have Airbud Four? <laughs> <laughs> but those two are both, of course, references because Al does the theme song for both of those movies. That is very cool. So I did not watch the Captain Underpants, but I did watch Johnny Dangerously, and yes, uh, Al's theme song was in there. That's awesome. So it was really kind of cool. And I actually got to hear his theme song twice because the first time I tried to listen, it got through the theme song and then it kind of froze up. So I had to oh, restart the movie. <laughs> so I got to listen to Al's theme song twice, which was really cool. This That's is the only life. thing you need. You know? That's and then, great. of course, the movie is, is absolutely hilarious, standalone, you know, Disregarding that it has the Al connection, it is a very funny movie. I have seen it before, <laughs> but it's absolutely it's absolutely a very funny movie. It's definitely worth checking out next time you're flying on Alaska, you know? <laughs> or if you can find it on some other. You can get uh, on DVD somewhere. On DVD or VHS. Uh, so, did they have um, 102 Dalmatians? Did any <laughs> other, you know, big hits on Alaska Airlines? <laughs> it's hard to secure rights to movies, so they're like, oh. <laughs> Here's one, Johnny Dangerously. If it hadn't been for This Is The Life, I've never seen that film really? show up anywhere. Like, I've never, you know, heard someone reference it, except that Weird Al does the theme song. Oh, it's actually a really cool movie. There's a lot of great comedians in it. Um, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not great. I'm just saying it's not necessarily <laughs> talked about a lot. It's not like a classic that people are, you know, adding to their IMDb top... 80s movies list. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Somebody liked it well enough to put it on the Alaska Airlines <laughs> movies <laughs> choices. So somebody out there must like it. Or somebody out there is a Weird Al fan that works That's true. Alaska That's true. So as I'm getting off the plane, as Jack and I are getting off the plane, of course we're wearing our Weird Al t-shirts. Of course. As you do whenever you travel, you must wear a Weird Al t-shirt. <laughs> the stewardess, as we're looking, she goes... Oh my God, uh, are you going to the? Wait, you guys came out for the concert? And we're like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, 
he's playing there like tomorrow, right? And we're like, well, yeah, tomorrow and today. She's like, oh, I totally want to go. I think I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you, you were there at the concert or not, but I, I hope you make it to either, well, I hope, well, I guess you can't make it to tonight's because it's already over, but <laughs> to, hope you made it to tonight's or you make it to tomorrow's. Well, Dave, don't just assume that she's not a time traveler. Fair. Very fair. <laughs> so. <laughs> did you just assume her time traveler status, Dave? I did. I'd like to apologize to all the time travelers, <laughs> but you already know that I apologize to you. So. You already know how this, this all works out. So Just go good. back in time and prevent us from saying that. Who's <laughs> yeah. knocking on our door? <laughs> all right. I just wanted to no. mention, so I got in a day before the show. You got here day of the show. I got here day of the show. Yes. Thanks for mentioning that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, because, so you watched Johnny Dangerously today. Yes, I, I just said that. Were you well, paying attention? No. Okay. Well, technically, it's today. I don't. I don't know. It. It feels like. It. It, it feels, feels like, like a really three long, days. It does. <laughs> today is a long day. It feels a long day. It feels like. <laughs> when did you get up? When did you leave? All right. So we got up. I woke up at five thirty-five a.m. Eastern time. So you've okay. been up for almost twenty-four hours at this point, as we're recording. We're, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> We better just skip right to the end. So, and that was thanks for listening. No. Uh, so, when we did get here, I was very hungry because I, there was no food on the plane. Well, there was, but you had to pay for it, which is kind of ridiculous. So, and they didn't even give out like any little peanuts or anything they like didn't? that. No. Well, you got Johnny dangerously. That's true. <laughs> so. I was pretty hungry, so we went to this place and we found it. It's called Gators. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was—it's a sports bar, you know, grill type of place. And we walk in, and there's a giant alligator <laughs> <laughs> hanging from the ceiling, <laughs> but not from like like you would expect it to be hanging from like wire or something. No, it's hanging from like a leather <laughs> collar with like metal spikes, like a <laughs> an inappropriate collar. <laughs> It was very weird. And then the bar had gator heads coming out. I mean, it was cool. Oh, Don't yeah, get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's a cool place. They Interesting had, place. They had like skee-ball and they had like all these things. And they had this weird thing. I, I, it must be a Seattle thing. They had this thing called uh, pull tabs. Or, I don't remember what it was called. But it's like a lottery. And you pay a dollar or 50 cents and you get like a tiny little slip of paper. And you peel it open and then you find out if you won money or not. So it's, it's like, like a scratch off, but it's like you... It's just fast. You just... <laughs> I lost. Oh, I lost. Oh, I lost. Yeah, Does it so, say, like, you win, you lost in it, or what? So, yeah, so as we're leaving, sorry to go ahead in the timeline. <laughs> You're welcome, time travelers. <laughs> as we're leaving, I just saw there's literally a wall of just, like, at least 30 buckets full of these little slips. And I'd never seen it before. So I asked the woman behind the counter, I was like, what is all this? It looked like little matchbooks or something. And she started to explain it and essentially what I just said. But then there was a guy sitting there, and I didn't notice this, but he had a pile of like 50 or 60 of these things wow. just piled up. He had a beer, and he had a, a big pile on one side of the unopened ones and a big pile on the other side of the opened ones. And he's like, I'll show you. It's a pull tab. And he uh, he opened it up, and it was like kind of like when you do a slot machine and there's three pictures, and if they okay. line up, and there were three pictures, and they didn't line up. So you're oh. like, so this one's a loser. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, so I ordered a um, a guacamole veggie burger, <laughs> and I was surprised. I mean, usually when you order, like, a guacamole thing, like, 
they kind of just like they kind of screw you over on <laughs> the amount of guacamole. <laughs> they treat it like it's you know. Some like fine, you know, rare <laughs> mineral or so. You know, it's like saffron where they give you like a sprig. No, they I had like an ice cream scoop of guacamole on top of that burger. It was so much that like I couldn't eat it without it, like falling in my lap. So I had to like cut it in half, and it's crazy. And then you you must have been really hungry. You had like fifteen meals. When really <laughs> it, what did you have? <laughs> well, all right. So I ordered uh, it was a steak that sirloin or that was like wrapped in bacon, right? And so she said, "What?" He said, "What do you want? Do you want you know f- for your potato? What do you want? Do you want you know uh, mashed potatoes or do you want uh, French fries?" So I said, "I want French fries." And he said, do you want a salad? And I said, yes, I'd like a salad, but I'd also like, you know, a cup of chowder. Because they said their soup of the day was chowder. Right. <laughs> so, so she brings the chowder out. You know, that's fine. And it was, it was a really good chowder. And then we waited a while. And then they brought out the plate. And on my plate was uh, mashed potatoes <laughs> instead of French fries. And I had, had not received my salad yet. So then <laughs> I, so then I, I you know, told the, the waitress that, hey, you know, <laughs> I, I asked for <laughs> for French fries and a salad. So she goes, okay. And she comes back with the salad on another plate. <laughs> and then shortly after that, she comes back with another plate full of French fries. <laughs> so just, just for those of you with the spreadsheet on what Dave <laughs> ate today, Dave had a cup of soup with crackers. He had a full salad. He had a full plate of French fries. He had steak, mashed potatoes, and there was a grilled vegetable yes, salad. there was. On your... And six different things. Okay. But there also was one piece of lettuce on my plate (laughs) and one orange slice. Really? Yes. Do orange slices go with steak? I don't know. I was worried that that was my salad, but... (laughs) The saddest salad ever. Here's a piece of lettuce. (laughs) An orange slice on top of it. But I did clarify that that really wasn't intended to be my salad. <laughs> I was. I told you I was hungry. I I could tell. <laughs> so um, so after that we uh, we we came back. We got ready and we headed to the show. Yes, I thought you were going to jump in with something <laughs> something profound. Yes, we drove to the show. No, uh, well. I don't know. Nothing adventurous happened on the the ride over, so I guess there's really nothing to add. I mean, we missed a turn, but that was me just not <laughs> understanding. All right, so all right, okay, I get to Seattle, right? And there's just all these like random lines in the middle of the road. There's different colors, different colors, and, and, and dotted lines, dotted lines, and dashed lines, and you know, turn here and don't turn here, and, and bus lane, bus bike lane, lane. Bus, bike lane, and I just didn't know what lane to be in. Segway lane, because it's like. Okay, one lane said bus lane, and then I was like, I have to turn right, so I don't want to be in the bus lane. And then all these cars started passing me and turning right. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, well, you're not buses. What's going on? So I guess you have to be in the bus lane to turn right. So anyway, we ended up missing a turn. I had to go around the block. But we we did get there, and... We headed straight towards the buses because we had a special mission. Special mission. So we recently ordered podcast t-shirts to fulfill our folks who donated on Indiegogo. Plus, we wanted some for ourselves. And we're thinking, hey, we should probably get Alice shirt. 
And then we're like, oh, but we should also get Bermuda shirt and Jim and Steve and Ruben, of course. And then we're like, well, we should get Al's gals shirts too. Sure. And then we were like, well, JW's going to want a shirt. <laughs> and, you know, Melissa has always been great for us. So let's get her a shirt. And Marnie should get a shirt. And then we're like, Eric, yeah. Eric should, should get a shirt. And then we're like, let's just get everyone shirts. <laughs> <laughs> we asked Marnie. Because she does the merchandise. We're like, you probably have everyone's t-shirt size, don't you? And she's like, yep. So she got us the shirt sizes, and we uh, we ordered every single touring person a shirt. So we were so excited to get them to people. But then we get an email from the venue that says you cannot bring in large <laughs> bags. And I, literally, it's the sketchiest looking. <laughs> I went to Target to find a, like a bag, and I got... It's a nice looking bag, but it totally looks like it should be filled with either drugs... <laughs> Or money, or both. Uh, but nope, it's filled with Weird Al t-shirts. All right, so so if you ever like ever watching a, a movie and like they take out a duffel bag and it opens up and is filled with either drugs or money, it looks exactly like exactly that. Exactly like that bag. So, that should give you the visual. This is this is the bag that, that they use in every money to signify that they're carrying drugs or or money Nefarious or something things. illegal. <laughs> Yeah, so we um, we needed to get it in so we could get uh, get our shirts to people because there are what nineteen people total. Yeah, so we were able to sneak it in by way of Melissa, <laughs> <laughs> to our manager Melissa. Uh, she took the bag and then uh, <laughs> she made the drop later <laughs> later in the evening so we could get it back. But uh, so so we got to give her her shirt. We got to give Bermuda his shirt. We got to see both of them before the show. And then we headed to get food. Yes, and uh, while we're walking over to get food, we ran into, or we noticed that Steve J was just out and (laughs) hanging out at a coffee shop, and he came, ordered coffee. He basically (laughs) saw us, he walked over, and he said hello, and he's like, I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys later. And we had just given away our I know, I'm like thinking... Oh, well, we don't have a shirt for you, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> so then we, what is the place called? Yum Cafe or Cafe Yum? Cafe Yum, I think. Yeah, so we go to this place. We thought it was going to be a ramen place, but it was not a ramen place. It was like a a, a rice bowl place. Yeah. And they had great stuff. The cashier essentially said this was a, their version of a burrito, and it was just a wrap with beans and avocados and salsa and stuff. It was pretty much a burrito. <laughs> And uh, it was great. Except didn't they mess up your order? They did mess up my order. I wasn't <laughs> going to mention that, day. <laughs> I wasn't well, going to throw them under the bus. No, so yeah, so I I, or, I added tempeh, which is a, like a, you know, vegetarian protein made from some kind of grain or something. And uh, I added that into the quote-unquote burrito. And I'm eating the burrito, and halfway through, you know, well, actually, immediately I realized <laughs> it's not in there. But I figure, oh, you know, sometimes... You know, sometimes you don't get to the sour cream pocket or the guacamole pocket till the bottom. I was like, oh, maybe they just stuffed it on the wrong side. So once I got about halfway through, I was like, yeah, it's definitely not in here. <laughs> so I went up and I, I asked him, uh, I was like, hey, you know, I, I, I ordered tempeh, paid the upcharge, and it's not in here. And they're like, oh, no, well, we can get you a plate of it. I was like, oh, you can just refund me the money. I, I'm already halfway done. <laughs> and, and it's also like, you know, once you unwrap a burrito, there's no going back. <laughs> so, uh, so I was like, I'll, I'll just take a refund, you know, the 250 or whatever. She's like, ah, I'll get you a plate because I, I, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So she came over to the table and uh, handed me the, the tempeh 
on a plate and uh, she's like, what's your name? I'm going to make sure that you can get a, a free one next time you come in. I was like, okay. <laughs> she's like, because you had to wait so long. I'm like, wait, not because you messed up my order, but because, <laughs> because I had to wait. Like, I didn't even think I had to wait that long. <laughs> so I guess we're going back tomorrow <laughs> so I can get a free one. So I'm going to give out a little secret is that the only thing she, she asked from you was your name. So anybody can yeah. go in there, <laughs> any of you time travelers yeah. who are listening to this <laughs> can go in there before the concert tomorrow and say, I am Ethan. Yeah, she didn't you, even ask for my, my last name. <laughs> so all you have to do is say Ethan and you will get free food. <laughs> so I only brought that up because somebody at the Gator had messed up my order. So I thought it was oh, fair true. that your that's order true. gets messed up as well. I didn't even catch that connection. So we did eventually make it to this theater. Yes, we did. <laughs> I did have like a like a Target bag with me. And I walked in and you go through a metal detector. And I was expecting them to like poke through my bag. They didn't even open it. They're like, you're good. It's <laughs> like, oh, I wonder if I could have come through with a duffel bag. <laughs> These guys don't seem to care. <laughs> as long as you don't have metal. Yeah, so we went in, and uh, immediately I found these little hand cards with uh, Weird Al on them, which was cool. And then we got to meet some people who I've never met before, which was really cool. Yeah, so we know we have a lot of great listeners in this part of the country, in Seattle and and in uh, British Columbia. And we're thrilled, because I had never met Kenneth either. I have met Javier before, but, you know, was definitely looking forward to seeing both of them tonight. And they were both hanging out on a couch waiting for us. Yeah. Or I guess, guess waiting for us. I don't know what else they were. I guess they were just hanging out. Yeah. But, uh, but we had shirts for them. They, they yeah. both were kind enough to contribute. So it was really cool to meet them for the first time. And I, I had never really known them until more recently is when I connected with them. And they were just two amazing people. It was yeah. so cool to see them. And, and of then, course, their friend uh, Joshua was there as right. well. And then Kenneth went. He's like, hey, Lynette's here. And he yes. went and uh, found Lynette, who was, I've communicated with, but um, had never met before. So that was really cool. I've known Lynette for a long time, uh, way back from when she was uh, working with Al. But I haven't seen her. I was We were talking to her, and I was trying to figure out the last time I saw her. And I think the last time I saw her was at uh, one of the Alcons. So oh, it's wow. Been, so it's been, you know, at least... The last Alcon was 2002. So, I mean, it's been like, you know, at least 17 years wow. or so since I've seen her. So I was like, it was really nice to get to see her and talk to her. That's great. So it was really, really cool. And we had, it was just so much fun. Just, hey, we think we just stood out there for like an hour. Just all, all <laughs> it was of great. us just talking, you know, of course, uh, you know, Jackie was there and, you know, it was just, it was just, it was really cool. Like, it's really one of my favorite parts of going to, you know, the Weird Al concerts is getting to see Weird Al fans of our caliber, you know, right out there and seeing them and hanging out with them, you know, before or after the show or and it's just really cool. I think they'll all be there tomorrow. I don't know if Lynette will be there or not, but I don't know. I think, I, th- I think everyone else will be there tomorrow. So we'll get to see them all again. Yeah, that'll be great. And Javier surprised us with a, a little gift. Yes. Really really cool poster and I don't remember what he said about the story some artist on Instagram had made it but he got us these posters and they're so freaking cool you know it's got Al on it of course and but then you know there's all these cool little like fun details including the Dr. Demento tape yes which is just like I, I need to 
find it. I think it's up in my room, so we got to look at that closer. <laughs> that was really cool. Well, it's it's going to take us an hour to walk to your room. Right. That's how big <laughs> this place is. So. Yeah. <laughs> so that was great. And then the show started, and we were in the same row. It was so crazy because I was row L, seat five, and you guys were row L, seat four and three. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I bet we're sitting next to each other by random chance because we bought our tickets separately. But you know, we were in different sections, yes. so we were a section apart. But I had a great view of the stage. I was on, of course, Steve's side, and I had zero complaints. I, I really could yeah, see no. everything, hear everything very well. Yeah, no, we had we were had a great view too. Lynette and Kenneth and Joshua were sitting like two rows in front of us. <laughs> yeah, and then Javier cool. had and he, Javier he, was, he was literally the front row on the aisle center. Yes. Could not get a better seat in the entire place. So that was really cool that he got that seat. Yeah, I mean we were in the we were very close to I mean technically I guess we were on Steve's side, but we were like really like because the eye went right down the center. <laughs> this is yeah. the only reason why we were in, on yeah. Steve's side, but we were in the center section. But it was really, really uh, good seats and a fun, fun venue. Really a good friendly. Yeah, One beautiful thing I learned venue. From uh, Javier is that this is the first time that Al's been back to this particular venue since the Bad Hair Day tour. Wow. So <laughs> at least what twenty something years? Yeah, right. It's, or more. It was, I'm not sure if it 20. was. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if it something. was the 1996 <laughs> or 1997 version of the Bad Hair Tour, but it's <laughs> been right at least tw- 21, cool. 22, 30, 23 years, right? So and was Lynette still on that tour? Uh, was she working at the theater? You think? We should have asked probably, her. We should have asked her. We should that, have that asked her. Been, that would have been a great. That would have been a great question to ask her. I don't remember uh, Lynette's time frame. She may have still been on. I feel like she probably was. So I did notice that there were the confetti cannons, so I was happy to see that. And I was very happy to see that our conductor was Eric. Yes, Eric again. Yeah, so so now I'm wondering, am I ever going to see Arnie? (laughs) I have five more chances. I doubt that it'll be Arnie tomorrow since there's two shows in the same city, so we'll have to see. There's a good chance that you might not see Arnie, right? Because hey, I don't need Arnie. Eric is great. I, I, I'm not. I'm just saying. You know, I mean, you got to see. You did get to see Scott. I did, did get, get to, to see, see Eric. Yeah. So, you know, you would need to see Arnie to complete the collection. Right. Right. But you know, other. But that's the only reason because I mean, there's nothing wrong with with Eric. Right. Being conductor at all. And technically, not much different. <laughs> To the show because they're all playing the same music, but <laughs> well, they do each have their own style and they do you know bring out yeah you know, that's diff- true different different instruments you know depend that's it is a different slightly different show but it is a different show. Mm-hmm. So what I really liked about this crowd is immediately as soon as they started playing the Raider March, like the crowd just really enthusiastically just recognized what was happening yeah. and was loud and and the entire Stormtrooper Symphony they really were enjoying it and I really was enjoying it. as they start each song how it was like a little pause and then a moment of recognition of what it was and then a loud cheer and and a applause afterwards and, and, and really I, really I noted exciting. this down tonight and I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast but you know the the recognition is usually laughter people usually laugh I mean there's nothing inherently funny about <laughs> <laughs> Raiders March or Mission Impossible or Superman or Star Wars but people laugh I think it's just like 
you know, the, the recognition I think is just kind of like yeah, oh, and kind of the absurdity the of absurdity it too. Absurdity of oh, I came to a Weird Al show and I'm listening to a symphony orchestra, <laughs> a symphony orchestra <laughs> performing music, like, not like you know they're, they're performing Beethoven's Fifth Symphony or the you know 1812 Overture. You know they're per, they're performing you know modern <laughs> right movies or well, relatively modern movie themes. You know, I mean yeah. they have they did not perform the theme to Johnny Dangerously. No, unfortunately. So um, that's something they can add to their their uh, repertoire for next. next right, tour. and Johnny Dangerously, of course, is up there with Indiana Jones, <laughs> Mission Impossible, Superman, Star Wars is one of the classics of our time. So yeah, so we got to hear all four tonight. There was no missing Mission Impossible or anything. And did you have anything else to say about them, or can we go? No, to I mean the only thing I really thought is I knew that from the response that the uh, symphony orchestra got is that it was going to be a really good crowd. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so absolutely. I was, I was really happy about that. And I think as we we'll, as we go through the rest of these songs, we're going to find out just how good of a crowd this really was. <laughs> so I don't know if you looked at my bit of paper or not. I have not. So I can't okay. read your handwriting. Well, that's true. <laughs> it's coded. There was a musician on stage the whole show who I felt looked very similar to someone in the Weird Al universe. And I'm wondering if you caught this. I'm going to say I did notice there was uh, somebody sitting in the front row of the orchestra. A gentleman. And he looked kind of familiar to me, but I'm blanking on what he looked like right now. Okay, so I'll tell you what I, I noticed. And literally the whole show, I couldn't stop watching this guy. The percussionist on all the way to the Steve side in the front looked just like Philo from UHF. <laughs> <laughs> like Anthony Geary. And it was, I, I mean, yeah, I'm, you know, 10 or so rows back. So maybe up close, he doesn't look so much like it. But he had the hair. He had the face. Like, it just, I, I was like, oh, my God, this guy is Philo. It was so funny. So I'm assuming it's going to be the same orchestra the next okay, year. Okay, I'll, I'll, have, to year, look, so. I'll have to look for file. That wasn't, yeah. the, the gentleman I was thinking that looked familiar to me was, was sitting down, so he wasn't playing a percussion. Oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> so you have to look for, in the front row, There's a there was an older gentleman uh, that was sitting down. If, if It is the same orchestra, the same people. I'm sure it will be. Then, then uh, I'll look for Philo. Okay. You look for that. I mean, <laughs> we, we know Philo is an alien, of course, who, right. who travels to... Uh, the earth for a specific reason so it's possible <laughs> this is his next mission this is his next mission i mean we did see uh remember mike airman trout in philadelphia well i saw him you said it didn't look like him <laughs> he could have been shapeshifter it could have been a time traveler it's the only <laughs> it really is <laughs> All right, so um, I will look for Philo tomorrow, yes. and we will report back whether or not Philo is in the orchestra or not. Yeah, so as soon as we hit intermission, Melissa came out and gave me my bag of <laughs> nefarious Made the deal. t-shirts, which was nice. We kind of didn't have a plan on how we were going to get 19 <laughs> shirts to everyone. Well, now 17, because we had given two out already. So we're like, well, what are we going to do? So we realized, like, oh, Peaches and, and Al are at the sound and light 
booth. Let's go give them shirts. And we've I've never met either of them. No, before. I never. I've, I've you know seen Peaches before, and Al is new to this tour. Yes. So, and I think they call him they Big, call, they big do, Al. Yeah, they call him Big Al. So just, I guess, to distinguish it from Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess you call Weird Al Al. And then there's Little Al, the Funko Pop. So so maybe he's Big Okay. Big Al. That and, makes you sense. Know. Sure. So I, I had never actually formally met Peaches before. So I was... I, right. Was Peaches really, has toured uh, yeah, at has, least a number of years. Yeah. So I... I so we did go over and introduce ourselves, and he had heard about the podcast, which is really cool. And we sh- showed him the shirt and gave him a you know, business card and everything. And I think he really, really enjoyed talking to him. You know, we talked a little bit about you know what you know, some of the shows we had seen and what right. we felt about you know uh, what we felt were kind of the good shows that we had seen. And I kind of bonded with him a little bit over the lighting at Red Rocks yeah. the Theater because. He was thrilled as I was, just probably more, <laughs> probably much, much more thrilled than I was, and I was really happy with the lighting at Red Rocks Amphitheater. We well, did. and we asked him about you know lighting up the different rocks and stuff, and Big Al was like, "Oh, I didn't notice that." <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Too. Yeah, and of course, and Big Al was was incredibly nice guy too. Oh yeah, um, it was really great. It was to really kind man. He was at first he kind of misunderstood us when we told him that we did uh, reviews of all of the shows. Right, and he's like, "You guys go to all the shows?" We're like, well, not quite. <laughs> Only about a third of them. <laughs> We're going to eighteen of the sixty-seven of them. Still a lot of shows, but not quite everyone. He's like, "Oh, okay." That seemed that seemed to be better for him. Right. Oh, okay. Okay, you guys aren't that crazy. <laughs> You're not going to every show. That's Okay. <laughs> so that was really cool. Then after we, we talked to them a little bit, we saw Fred. Yes, today, well, as we're recording this, today, August 16th, is Fred's birthday. I didn't know that. Oh. I would have wished Fred a happy birthday. I thought you did. <laughs> well, I didn't know. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> so Fred came out specifically for her birthday for this show. That's so cool. So Yeah, because she's based in Florida. Oh, she, really? She had a longer trip than we oh. did. Yeah. So, so yes, yeah, so it was nice. To, I don't know Fred as well. I, I, I've never. Today was the first time I formally oh, met wow. her. Okay. But I did. I, I mean, I obviously know her as you know a super fan. Yes, she's definitely a, a super fan, and I think she said she was up to like two hundred and I might get the number wrong, but two hundred and thirty some. Well, no, she was. She said I think oh, Peoria okay. was going to be her two hundred and twenty seven. That's right, two hundred and twenty four. Tonight was two twenty four because she said Peoria Illinois would be two twenty seven. You're absolutely right. Yep. So yes. So Fred is definitely a super fan. She's been to more concerts than I have, <laughs> and more than I have. No, <laughs> so it was really it was really cool to see her and kind of officially meet her. And then we were chatting with I think Javier. Yes. And then someone came up and complimented my shirt, and I, <laughs> I thought he was just trying to get by, <laughs> but he was actually there to, to see us. Yeah, so we have a, a great uh, guy. Uh, I've known him on Facebook for a while, and I got to meet him for the first time tonight, and I know he's a big listener of our podcast as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, and of course, his name's Steve Allen. Just really nice guy. Yeah, um, he's, he, uh, he's a first grade teacher, Yes, and he said he loves listening to the podcast, and he... <laughs> well, so... <laughs> He he said he was all confused about because he said he he hasn't listened to the centimeter episodes because he didn't want any spoilers but he did listen to the merchandise you yeah know, special ep- right episode two centimeter right and he was saying how excited he was to get a weird Al <laughs> necktie <laughs> after Dave 
<laughs> ruined it and said that there was a necktie. I was I feel for him because I was the same way. When I heard there was a necktie, I was like, oh my god, I can't wait. I'm going to start wearing neckties. I'm going to buy a bunch of them. All right. No. So, so just to be perfectly clear, this is and this is this is not the first time that this has happened where somebody has heard the podcast and has gone up and asked for the necktie. Of and course, Dave was mistaking the socks for a necktie, <laughs> which honestly, the only error you made is you didn't actually look at them after you bought them because hanging up, it did look like a necktie. But Dave got it; you threw it in the collection. And you're right. just you're done. So, so to be perfectly clear, a hundred percent accurate. I did not mess up because there is a necktie, and there's only one of them that was ever made, <laughs> and I own it. Really? So, oh, so <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you, Dave. <laughs> no. To be perfectly clear, they are not selling neckties. However. With all the people who have asked me for a necktie, I think I'm going to make that suggestion next time we I see. We should make a Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al necktie. Okay. <laughs> Done. Frank. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al necktie. I think that's a great idea. I really do. I, I, mean, I don't honestly, think anyone's going to wear it, but... I will wear it. I'll wear it. I don't it. even wear ties and I'll wear it. <laughs> I'll just wear it. I'll just wear the tie. That's it. Just the tie. <laughs> like in uh, <laughs> like in the um, Bedrock Anthem. Just the tie. I think a tie would be a big hit because of all the people who asked me about the tie. Right. The tie just says, sorry. <laughs> I got your hopes up. <laughs> so then we went back to our seats and the the Weird Al portion of the evening started. Fun Zone. Fun Zone, right. And so uh, what happens is, obviously, during Fun Zone is, if you haven't seen the show, you wouldn't know. But if you have seen the show or if you've listened to any of our centimeter episodes, you know that during Fun Zone, the band comes out basically one by one and you know the spotlight kind of comes on them and as steve and ruben come out the spotlight kind of goes on steve and ruben's all standing basically right behind steve so he's also in the spotlight as well i noticed that and i don't know if he does this every show but i noticed that ruben bowed towards the audience oh really yeah i thought that was really really cool really oh, i'll have nice. to watch for that and of course again to reference how wonderful this crowd was huge huge cheers oh yeah once fun zone started once each band member came out and especially Especially when Al came oh, out. Oh, yeah. People just, went crazy. They went crazy, as they should, but they went right. crazy. And Al just kind of stopped and he looked out, and then he did his little boneless boy dance. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I, I do want to point out that Steve was not wearing headphones. I, I like how Steve wears headphones once, and now we report <laughs> now on to, it. Now you have to, we have to report on it. No, no uh, big over the ear headphones. Jim was wearing the cool jacket, and <laughs> at this point, Jim does not have the haircut anymore, I've decided. It has grown out to the point that it is not... He's, he's no longer... He's back to normal Jim. Back to normal, okay. He's not haircut Jim anymore. <laughs> I, I'll agree with that. Okay. I, and I looked at Jim and I said, I said, yeah, okay, he looks like Jim. Not that he didn't look like Jim before. He looked like haircut Jim. He looked like haircut Jim. Now he looks like... Jim Jim. Jim Jim. Jim Chemo West. Not Jim Haircut Chemo West. Right. <laughs> No, stop. People are thinking we're going to make fun of Jim's haircut. It wasn't. It we're not was, making fun nice. of the haircut. It's just when someone gets their haircut, you notice it. But now it's like, and then for a couple shows, you're like, oh, yeah, Jim has a haircut. It looks nice. <laughs> now it's just like it's back to regular length, you know. <laughs> it's, it's not that it was a bad haircut. I don't want, you know. <laughs> okay. Although that would. Lousy haircut. Lousy haircut would which, be a, Which Jim had done the uh, the, <laughs> the music for. That's true. 
<laughs> so it all circles back. Although his haircut was not lousy. It was a great haircut. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. The medley. Uh, I lost on Jeopardy. I think about this because obviously there's the lyrics in there. You know, Don Pardo saying, you know, a year's supply of rice roni, right? Yeah. As one of your parting gifts. Well, I want to know what exactly is a year's supply of rice roni Because if you only eat one box of rice roni a year then a year supply is one box. Maybe if you eat like rice every day, well, then a year supply is 365 boxes. Yeah, but what if you eat it multiple times a day? Right, so if you eat it right multiple times a day, you could have like, if you eat it three times a day, you have over a thousand <laughs> boxes of rice So how do they decide what a year supply of rice is? Or is it more like you just go to the supermarket and you're like, I feel like eating rice and they go, sir, you have to pay for that. He goes, no, 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 I, I have a year supply. <laughs> Here's my card that says I get a year's upon you. Oh, okay, sir. Yes, please, please. See, I figure they just get a giant pallet show up at their house full of boxes. But that's what I'm saying. How do they know how many to give them? So I've got a serious answer and a joke answer. (laughs) I'll tell them both, and you can decide which one's which. Okay. (laughs) When you go to Jeopardy, you know, you have to fill out a questionnaire. You know, they need to know, you know, obviously they need your W-9, they need your information, and they will ask you in the survey how many times a week do you eat rice aroni? And then they base the prize on that. Was that the real answer or the joke answer? I don't know. I want to hear what the okay, other answer Okay, so was. the other answer is usually what they'll do is they'll estimate people eat it once a week or twice a week, and they'll give you that many. So, you know, 104 boxes. Okay. All right, so which one do you think was the real answer? I think the real answer is that you just go to the supermarket and you just take as much rice aroni as you want and then then you just you say it's cool i I, i'm okay i was on jeopardy i lost on jeopardy all right okay yeah go for it we saw you losing jeopardy (laughs) all right and then of course i love rocky road yes and like a surgeon and i gotta say like a surgeon absolutely sounded beautiful i mean it always does but it sounded really beautiful today and just the sound on the tonight's show i thought was absolutely i could hear the orchestra very very prominently which was really nice yes sometimes you know it'll be a, a you know not necessarily a venue equipped for you know mixing that sort of sound but tonight was you know that was a it was a good venue, good acoustics. You could hear everything very well. So then we went into Twine Ball, and I love hearing the different things that Al <laughs> introduces. So. Well, well, I didn't know this, but we were in Al's hometown of Seattle. Yeah, he's, yeah very. Everyone laughed because I think people know Al's not really from Seattle. I can imagine though there are people in the audience like there probably oh, are a few wow. people. Going, I didn't oh, know Al was. <laughs> Probably that gentleman who who only listens to bad hair day. Yeah, he well, if he was there, <laughs> if he was there, he'd be like, "Wow, I can't believe this!" My the, the, that one CD that that guy put out, that alternative polka CD, that alternative polka CD, and he's and that guy's from Seattle too. What are the chances? So he said, you know, Seattle. It's known for many famous things: the Space Needle, coffee. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so and I did hear a car horn. Today. I heard it loud and clear. It was great. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, I don't know if we mentioned this on the centimeter. It's a good. Or not. If, even if we did, it's a good story. So let's <laughs> so, let's hear it again. A few weeks ago, out of the blue, I get a text message from Eric Roth, the yeah. touring conductor for the majority of the shows, <laughs> and uh, I get a text from him, and he said. Literally out of the blue, like I hadn't texted with him for weeks, and uh, he just goes, "Yo, they played the Soda Waz, all caps, 
every show that I'm conducting. That's trombones you're not hearing. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm at work. I get this text and I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this? And um, so then I'm like, I'm like trying to, DeSoto was, like, I was like, he must have like had a typo. Like I had no idea. And then I finally, you know, cracked the code. DeSoto, 19, you know, the 1953 DeSoto, DeSoto. In, the, in the song, I guess. <laughs> I was like, okay, Waz must be the noise that he equates for the car horn. So I wrote back, you mean the car horn? He said, yes, in Twineball. And I said, they need to blow harder. <laughs> and he said, no way. If I can hear him on stage, it's plenty loud. So draw some other conclusion. <laughs> and so that told me a couple things. <laughs> First off, if you don't hear a certain part of a song, a conductor may get <laughs> defensive. And the second thing is Eric listens to our podcast. Hi, Eric. I mean, I understand. Now I understand that the was because to me, the car horn, I mean, there's definitely a car horn feel to it, but it I, I, it does have a little wah wah yeah, type of it. It's so, more of, so. it's less of a and more of a. Wah, wah. So I think that's what Eric was referring to with his wah. Oh, absolutely. And to be fair, just because we don't hear it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're not. If a tree falls in the woods, <laughs> we, we don't need to see it to know it. No, but I thought that was great. You know, the fact, like, I, I think it's great that Eric listens to the podcast. I think it's even more amazing that he listens to the <laughs> centimeter episodes. <laughs> Only the person listening right now. They're the only person who listens. What? <laughs> no, I said that because then, you know, the one person, anyone who's listening to this right now, they'll hear that and they'll be like, oh, they're talking to me. Ah, oh, yes. This podcast is entirely about you. Yes. You listening. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing that was really cool, which doesn't always translate, depending on the, the venue, but it translated this evening, is that during Twine Ball, there are lights that are shaped in the shape of a twine ball and they usually go up on the side of the stage where they're most prominent like on the side walls of the theater i mean so i did get to see the twine ball lights i so i think it's the twine ball lights i don't know if they're specifically twine ball cut out but i did notice later in the show lights where it was just like a bunch of circles all around each other and if you look at it straight on it's just like circles but when it gets angled then it kind of looks like a twine ball so i'm wondering if that's what it, we'll have to ask peaches i think yeah it's a great question to ask peaches but but i mean <laughs> he's the one who'll know whatever effect he's doing whether it's actually, it's amazing it's actually a twine ball image that's being projected on the walls of the theater the side walls of the theater or actual lights that are projected in a way to make it look like a twine ball mm-hmm. i it's amazing. I look for that every show, and, and, I, and I really enjoy that. It's such a, I don't always see it because of, of how sometimes the venues, the wall, the side you know, walls of the venues just aren't, they just don't translate well. There's no flat spot to kind of see that, but I, I, I do look for that. I do enjoy that. I think I mentioned this in the last centimeter, but when I was talking to Lisa Popeil about how we always listen for the car horn, she said that she noticed in word crimes that there is a little, you know, other flourish to listen for, and she said it comes right after the word nomenclature. So I don't know if you did tonight, but I specifically was trying to listen for something. Okay. I heard something. I don't know if this was what she's referring to, but it, it kind of sounded like cha-cha. So I don't know if that's... Hmm. I don't know what it is. It didn't sound like a person saying cha-cha, but it, I, you know, <laughs> we're going to have to listen I'll have to more listen closely. I, I personally heard a car horn at that point, so... <laughs> <laughs> word crimes. <laughs> but the word crimes... Uh, 
really cool. I don't know if it's just where I was sitting, but as that song started, the lights were so bright, I got blinded <laughs> for a second. Just they came up and like sh shine right in my face. So I'm like, oh, bright lights. Okay, word crimes. <laughs> and then, of course, the moment that everybody was waiting for patiently. And really, that's the only reason I go to the show <laughs> is this next song, uh, Drum Solo. Drum Solo. I made note of the green square. Did you notice the green square? I, I don't notice this green square that you're it talking about. It was there. About. It was certainly there. I think it's the teleprompter. I think that's the one that has the green square. So you got to look for that. I only got five more shows left to look <laughs> for it. So. Well, I'm sitting next and to I, you tomorrow. I gotta, so I will. And I, and I got to remember to listen for the car horn in, in uh, Word Crimes as well. <laughs> Cha-cha. So then after that, we had Jurassic Park. Park, yes. And I noticed a couple new things <laughs> I that I'd never noticed before. I mean, the first thing we got to mention that it was red beverage. Yes. And now I'm wondering, is it going to be consistently red through all three Seattle shows or will Hawkeye change it up? This is almost like the Steve headphone things, you know, <laughs> <laughs> where now he's not wearing headphones anymore. So it's probably... Probably a pretty safe bet that he's not going to be wearing headphones anymore for this tour. <laughs> so I'm going to call, I'm going to make a prediction, and we'll see if I'm right. Okay. I have a feeling that, at least for the shows that we are at and can report on, that it will be Red Liquid. For the next five shows? Yes. Really? Yes. I, I mean, I don't think so, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I, you know. Do you have any insight from a time traveler that might disprove my theory? I did hear a, a rumor that one of the Canadian shows, instead of red liquid, it is maple syrup in his cup. So we'll have to see. Okay. We will have to see. So what I noticed that was new to me, I don't know if it was new, was... So when Al's doing his, his shtick, looking at the cell phone and stuff, right at the end, before he runs up to the microphone, I was checking out Al's gals. And I saw Monique and Scotty were, like, fixing each other's hair. Did you see this? I didn't see them fixing each other's hair, but I did see Lisa doing something really entertaining. Oh, well, I didn't see what Lisa did, but I saw Monique was, like, kind of fixing her hair. And she was, like, fixing Scotty's hair. Scotty was fixing her hair. <laughs> they were, like, fanning each other. Like, they were really warm. <laughs> like, just kind of like they were on break or something. Okay. And then right as Al ran over to, like, start doing it, they, like, you know, straightened up and, and got ready. So I think it's shtick what they're doing. I don't think they were really fixing each other's hair and stuff, <laughs> but it was really funny, and I'm, I'm wondering if it was a new thing. I didn't notice that, but, I mean, I feel like, you know, they have a lot of fun during that song. Oh, so, yeah. So I don't know if it's always the same every every uh, show or not. One thing I did notice is that Lisa was up doing the chicken dance. Was she? <laughs> yeah, she, was, she had her kind of her fingers underneath, you know, her armpits, and, you know, kind of her, so her, her arms looked like chicken wings, and she was flapping them. So I, I just caught that, like, as Al was running back, I caught her doing that. And That's I just, hilarious. I just had a, a, an absolute, uh, I just <laughs> burst out laughing, you know, and I just thought it was hilarious. Oh, uh, wow. So I don't know. I, I think I would have noticed her doing that before. So that might be one. It's just, they, they, I have a feeling that those routines that they do during that are kind of uh, improvised. Right. It was definitely a funny moment for me to get to see that. So after Jurassic Park was don't download the song. Yes, don't download this song. Which is great. I specifically looked, and there was no one waving their cell phones during it. <laughs> no, uh, 
There was there was no uh, cell phone. I don't know why later. that's like an outdoor venue thing. I don't know what about outdoor venues. I think maybe because the cell phones are supposed to represent lighters, and since you sh- shouldn't be smoking indoors. <laughs> but I, I have seen, I mean, not as many as an outdoor show, but I have seen indoor shows where people start waving cell phones during that song. So I don't know. I, I mean, maybe it's just a, outdoors, a regional yeah, thing. And outdoors, it could be a regional thing. And outdoors also a little more, if you were going to be smoking and had a lighter with you, you know, you would right. Could, yeah, I guess. You, you would tend to do it more at an outdoor show than you would in an indoor enclosed show. Also, you know, being indoor, you know, the whole fire safety thing compared to being outdoors a little. But it's different. cell phone. Anyway, but I was <laughs> saying that the cell phone is representing a lighter, which it, in the past it used to be a lighter before cell phones were around. People would hold up. <laughs> and speaking of fire, there is a, something that I really kind of noticed. You know, in the in the video that plays in the background, the music video. Uh, for don't download this yep. song there's one scene where this kid is standing on top of a tower like a, a water tower and it's on fire yep right and i don't know why i haven't noticed this before but as that the fire's burning and the little kid is you know standing in, in front of the fire the lights all turn orange oh yeah which is absolutely oh that's cool which is absolutely cool and again just amazing detail just the, that peaches puts into the, the lights and stuff is just it was really a cool moment and i don't know why i if i have noticed it it just hasn't registered before but i just really kind of picked it up tonight and i thought there that are was, that was just, so many little lighting easter eggs yeah that's um, just i just really thought wow that's beautiful that he timed that just perfectly with the scene in the video it was, it was really nice. So then we had Weasel Stomping Day. <laughs> yes. The f- a funny intro today. <laughs> He's just, just really talking up about how he doesn't mind if people say happy holidays and that sort of thing. And then you, you kind of really did the whole, every once in a while I just want someone to say happy Weasel Stomping Day. And then, of course, <laughs> uh, you know, they get into Weasel Stomping Day. So then I didn't do the math ahead of time. I didn't know what we were going to get on this show, if it was going to be... You Don't Love Me Anymore or One More Minute, but it was a You Don't Love Me Anymore show. And Al, of course, you know, mentioned that Bermuda and Steve were leaving, but yep. there would still be 48 people on stage. Yep. And I did do the math. You did and count them. It was, I didn't count them, but assuming there's 41 people in the orchestra, yep. then Eric, then the three Al's gals, yep. Jim and Ruben and Al, yep. that is 48. Yep. Did you count? <laughs> I did. I counted every single person. Good. It was 48. And I did notice that he did introduce Jim as a very young Jim Kimo West on acoustic guitar. I thought I heard that, but I, I thought I was mistaken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he said Jim was very young and he was on acoustic guitar. And I can only say for sure that he was not on an acoustic guitar. <laughs> I did notice that a guitar looked like kind of extra nice yeah i, I, almost, you, I, I look at the guitar going oh he's gonna smash that because oh, usually like it's usually yeah like i um, went to the dollar store and bought their right you know their, you know, their cheapest model uh, my yeah. first i actually <laughs> the smash guitar i have i looked up the the model on it and i think it's like a 30 dollar guitar uh-huh. which is yeah, it's about real cheap what this one expect, yeah looks like at least a hundred dollar or yeah, more guitar like, it was it was a nice guitar. <laughs> like, I almost wonder if... Because I know that they get those guitars from the promoter. Right. right. For the... the uh, yeah, it's in the rider. It's in the rider that, you know, the promoter has to provide them with a guitar that's basically going to be destroyed. So <laughs> don't spend a lot of money on it. But I'm guessing, you know, it's whatever the promoter has available to them. Right. You know, so I'm wondering if they ever get a guitar that's really just 
way too nice to like smash. Like you know, like the, his gym ever saved like his gym the guitar. Going like, oh no, no, wait a minute, you know. Just, so I wonder if they like have like a few extra guitars just stashed away in a box somewhere on the truck. Oh yeah, and just be like. You know, if they ever give us a really nice guitar, or if they forget to bring, you know, get a guitar, maybe. I don't, yeah, that's a good question. We should ask. So I, I was wondering, like, do they do they have a couple spare like, or a spare or two just hanging out somewhere, <laughs> just in case they get this guitar that really, you know, somebody looks at and goes, "Yeah, we're not smashing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking that home." So then, after you don't love me anymore, I mean. He had smashed the guitar, and it was a real, real good smash. There was yeah. just pieces going everywhere. <laughs> and then I saw, you know, obviously, like, kind of everyone dives away. But afterwards, I saw... It looked like Monique and Scotty talking, and I thought I saw Scotty Mouth. Part of it hit me. Or oh. something. So I think she got, you know... Not, not like a, a painful, more of a playful, like, oh, you okay. know, I got, you know... <laughs> a shard hit me today. Um, <laughs> it's one of the dangers of going to a weird yes. So You can get hit by a guitar, you can also get splashed with water. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky, you get both. So then we had the oboe solo, yes. which was great. The oboe solo. And then we had... Tacky. Tacky, which is great. Which, I don't know, this is going to be a tough choice, but that is definitely my top two for Song of the Night. I agree. It was very reminiscent of the Mandatory Fun Tour. Yes. Because Al, he went in the audience, of course, but he went out into the lobby, and he was messing with people out there, you know, the the ushers who are out there. and Yeah, there was a couple cool things that happened, right? So he went out. You know, of course, you know he he he's been doing this for a while. He he sits on somebody in the front row and kind of you know makes. It, and then he goes over and he goes and he harasses a security well, noticed, guard by the yes you know, by the stage. And then uh, he was hanging out on some chairs. And he goes out in the lobby and there's a whole bunch of ushers just hanging out in the lobby. Yeah. You know, because they have nobody to seat anymore. You know, <laughs> while the concert because majority of people are already seated. And they go over, and he starts dancing with one of them, and then she starts dancing yeah. back, which was which is an absolutely hilarious moment. And then, as Al's coming back into the the theater, JW was holding the door. I was like, <laughs> yes. "Oh, that's JW!" And so Al like starts walking through, and then he looks at JW and pushes his face, <laughs> and JW does a huge pratfall, and he like collapses <laughs> on the ground. And, like, it was hilarious. <laughs> so it, unexpected it was, yes and it, it just, you're absolutely right it reminded me so much of when he when he used to jw would always end up in the tacky video yeah. somewhere <laughs> as, as i was coming and always get somehow <laughs> physically <laughs> abused by al and it was it was very reminiscent of that and i heard a couple people to, to jump ahead i heard a couple people after the concert just going I think that guy would, that got hit was in the crew. I'm not sure. Oh my god! <laughs> I hope he was in the crew. I think that was set up ahead That's of time. That's so funny. <laughs> you know, so yeah, Al just like just randomly assaults a, random, assaults a guy. random guy in the lobby. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Al barely touched him, and he flew back. Yeah, over, you it know? was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Al has secret superpowers. <laughs> And I did notice when he sat on the woman's lap, he was kind of like holding and stroking her forehead, which is funny. <laughs> He was a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, so, and, oh and my just God. and that definitely was one of the reasons why. I mean, it, that was just one of my favorite moments. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I whole agree. Song, just everything he did just topped. Or he just did that, and then next thing he did topped it. It was really good. And also now knowing that Lisa was the female voice in that original song is just 
it makes it even cooler. I mean, I guess I could have assumed that it was her. I <laughs> um, never made that connection, so that was cool. Then before the next song, Al introduces, you know, this is the you know the song yep. that I wrote the tour for and all this stuff. And this little girl sitting next to me, she goes, oh, it's going to be Eden. which is pretty cute and it was not (laughs) eating harvey the wonder hamster yes and there was no confetti i was expecting really confetti why it's seattle three shows you know if we're going three times the confetti that is true that uh, that was the second thought i had like (laughs) seattle's got to be a big enough market and i was like yeah but they're not gonna do it three times i mean this is pretty maybe they'll do it at the last show it's possible you know here's something interesting is that alice played you know, two cities back to back before, you know, on this tour. He hasn't played two shows in one day before, right? I don't believe so. So this is interesting because this is the first time he's playing two shows in one day and also two shows back to back. So three shows in two days. That's how much Seattle people want to come and see Al perform. It's just absolutely amazing. It, yeah, I mean, they sold out quick. I remember, you know, we made the decision that we were both going to come out to these shows and then like, they were sold out yeah. almost immediately after. And this wasn't like a small venue at all. This was a good no. size venue. Yeah, it was so a big venue. It's like to sell out one show is impressive there, but to sell out three is absolutely amazing. So Jackson Park Express. I know quite a bit about this song. In the beginning, Al was doing this little shaking his hips. I don't know if you caught him doing no, that. No, I didn't. He was kind of shaking his hips at the beginning of the song, like he was kind of dancing. And then I have a quiz question for you, Ethan. Okay. Okay, so in the song, of course, he says, you know, she looked at him with her good eye. He actually, out of the corner. Out of the corner of my good eye. Out of her good of eye. Her good right? eye yeah. So which eye is her good eye? Well, Al always points to his left eye. Right. No, so, left. <laughs> right. No, yes, correct. His left eye. But he could be mirroring her. So it could be her right eye. Uh-huh. Good question. <laughs> we got to ask out. You know, actually, I noticed, and I didn't write this down, but you mentioning this, I don't know if it was just a coincidence, but I saw Steve kind of touch the corner of his eye. Huh. So I don't know if he was doing that, you know, for the lyric or if he just had an itch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll have to watch for that. I noticed that almost immediately after that lyric, he does this kick, this high kick with his leg. And it, the, his leg goes, like, so high. Vertical. Like, like. Yeah, you know, he does that every show, but he does. this but. is the first time I actually wrote it down because I don't <laughs> think we ever talked about it. It's funny that you also did the same thing, yeah. <laughs> so it's just amazing that he's doing this, you know, after touring for <laughs> years and years, he's still flexible enough to put his leg over his head like that. And I just, I point this out a lot, but I wanted to point out that the lighting in this song is absolutely beautiful. Oh, yeah. Totally. I want to say something else about the high kick. Sure. So I believe it's twice he does it in the song, mm-hmm. but the second time there's a sound effect with it. I don't know what instrument it is. It's some sort of percussion, like yeah. cracking noise, but that's always fun. Yes. I, I mean, <laughs> I love hearing that. <laughs> and then speaking of hearing, I was asked to listen at some point for Monique's vocals, and I'm not just pointing it out on this song. This just happened to me when I decided to write it down, is that I could really hear Monique's vocals throughout the whole concert so oh good i remember the reason why i was as asked somebody asked me to listen to monique's vocals and make sure i could hear them i could hear them so whatever that concern was <laughs> is not really a concern so i just kind of looked up this was like 10 minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> but al is doing two shows in one day at the calgary uh, oh show. okay 
And I think that's the only other location. But he's not doing two back-to-back days in Calgary. This is the only place where there's two back-to-back yeah, shows. Right. And Calgary's the only other show where there's two, two in, in one, one day. day. Okay, cool. Yep. Cool. Smells like Nirvana. Now, all right, you have to realize we are in Seattle. <laughs> and Seattle, of course, is the home of Nirvana. Right. Uh, so I was really curious to figure out what was going to happen. With right. This I was. I wanted to listen closely to the crowd, and it's. I mean, it's one of the greatest Weird Al songs ever, anyway. So people right. are going to cheer for it. But I felt as soon as it started, as soon as people realized they saw the cheerleaders, they saw Al's outfit, or the blonde hair. It's like, okay, this just smells like Nirvana. This is huge, and they yeah. really, really cheered. And I feel like that the band really knew, you know, what was going on and stepped up a few things. Like the fog on this, the stage was like extra thick, you know, <laughs> right? The feedback, like, you know, like they kind of get feedback in the song. I could hear the feedback really well. And I noticed that Steve, I don't know if he put on an extra strap or what, his bass guitar was down at it, almost <laughs> hanging on the floor. He was bending over. To, to, he was like really like just. And he was shoeless. Shoeless Steve. Shoeless Steve. He must always do that. He is shoeless during that song, yeah. But extra low just and just running around and trying to get extra feedback out of his bass. It was really it was really (laughs) cool. And there were of course some lines in the song which I was also listening for to kind of see what the reaction would be. In the time he says, you know, we're Nirvana, he says Nirvana twice in the song, right? Huge cheers for Nirvana because they're they really, you know, Understandably, you know, like Nirvana here. Yeah, and they're proud of the, proud their city. Proud of their city. You know, yeah. and then of course, you know, a garage band from Seattle. Huge cheer! <laughs> Huge cheer! Yeah, that was that awesome. was that was the cheer of the the evening. There, it was just that was really great. <laughs> I guess any city would love hearing you know yeah. their city <laughs> mentioned in a, in a lyric of a such an iconic song. But. Have you ever seen? Al perform Albuquerque in Albuquerque? I've not seen him perform in Albuquerque, but I saw him perform in the closest stop on that tour, the Vanity Tour. And yes, it was epic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I think my dream is to see Albuquerque in Albuquerque. Especially because he teased it several times. Oh, really? He's like, there's a song we're going to play, you know, and then you kind of tease it. Uh, <laughs> That's great. The whole time. And, and then at the end, he's kind of like, there's a song that I know you guys are all waiting to hear. And he said... It's Albuquerque. And you did this fake version of Albuquerque, which is like Albuquerque is so quirky. Oh, really? It was just kind of a song that I asked him about it after the concert, and he had said that he'd written it a couple years ago. It was just kind of like, you know, backstage, like, you know, just as, you know, kind of riffed on, you know, because he knew he was playing Albuquerque and Albuquerque. Wait, is, so is that in the official list? Yeah. You know how for the Vanity Tour, all the concerts were released yeah. on Stitcher? If you go find the show, you can listen. You can hear Albuquerque is so quirky. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. I need to hear it. It's uh, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also kind of... That's actually a fun one to listen to because you can hear Al every once in a while saying, all right, I know what you guys want to hear. And then yeah. do like drum solo or something. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, and he would just tease it and he would like really get them so excited for it. Wow. And then it got to the point where he's like priming everyone for that moment. <laughs> and then when he did finally start Albuquerque, it just, again, just crazy. You can't explain just the explosion of enjoyment. <laughs> and I think it was very similar to that in, when he said Seattle. Right, right. Evening. We need to rewind a little bit during the epic rap battles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It still said effect. <laughs> oh, yes. And Guy was still capitalized. 
Well, guy can understand is capitalized because he's referring to the guy. No, I can I no, can kind of forgive that one. No, only if it's a guy named Guy, <laughs> and uh, Bill Nye is not named Guy. <laughs> oh, unless it's Bill Nye the Science Guy. Okay, maybe uh, effect though. Uh, yes, but I did also notice that while I pointed out on the uh, episode twenty centimeter the Red Rocks Amphitheater show that. Steve and Al were moshing. They weren't quite moshing, but he did go over and push Steve at least twice. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so we can move on to Dare to be Stupid. Dare to be Stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't have anything necessarily to report from the song, except it's one of my favorite ones of the night. I tried to do a couple extra hand movements tonight. <laughs> I did fun. look in your direction to see if you raised your hand when he asked for, can I have a volunteer? And I, I couldn't. All right, I couldn't tell if it was you, but I, there were two people in that sitting there was, near The you guy in front of me okay, also raised okay. his hand. So I saw you and the, the guy yeah. in front of you. Both were, so I, I was like, I, just wonder if he I saw two hands go up. I said, well, I don't think Ethan put both hands up from different rows. So... I'm hoping one of those is Ethan yes. and, and one of them was somebody else. I do want to comment on this next video clip package where he plays the clip from UHF, you get the drink from the fire hose. Yeah. And everybody yelled, the fire hose, yeah, which is really cool. <laughs> it's kind of like when they would play the uh, Wheel of Fish and everyone would be like, the yeah. box, the box. box yeah. yeah. You know, you got a good audience, audience participation <laughs> moment there. So then we had White and Nerdy. White and Nerdy. Don't know if they do this every show, but I did notice that as I was coming out on the Segway, Lisa was pointing at him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And then I did notice that during the song, Monique kind of clenched her fist and did like a chest pound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which was, which again, I don't know if she does this every show uh, or not, but that was kind of cool. They were really getting into their roles, uh, the, the background singers. Which yeah, is, I, it was a lot I, of fun. And this is something I've noticed before. I just don't think we ever talked about it. It seems like, I don't know if Monique is singing extra lines or if she's mouthing along, <laughs> but she is moving her mouth at the very least uh, more than, the, than Lisa and oh. Scotty. So I don't know if she is like singing solo parts. Or, I don't know what it is, but uh, definitely a question that I'd love to, to ask her. So we have Amish Paradise. Anything you want to add for that? Oh, absolutely. Jim did the, uh, you know, the swirly thing for uh, <laughs> even Ezekiel thinks that my mind is gone. Okay. You know, he did the, he did, it was a little bit delayed. Like I think, you know, he said it and then he kind of went up, but he did it very slow. Okay. It was a very slow mind is gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your mind is slowly going. And then I looked in your direction during the first chorus, and I saw you and Jackie just very, like, low <laughs> hand-waving, and I noticed three other people in yes. the entire venue. It's catching uh, on. <laughs> we're also doing it. So you were one of five people, at least on the ground floor, <laughs> that nice. were nice. doing it for the first one. I did it, of course, for the second and third, and I didn't see anyone else doing it for the third i was the only person within my view yeah. line doing it for the third yeah the second verse was i think everybody in the theater was doing it and then for some reason during the third verse it was only a handful here and there of people doing it so yeah it was it was interesting uh, i don't know if that's it's a, a seattle thing. seattle thing or if that was just <laughs> i don't know we waved our hands already so the Amish vamp. Al, of course, introduces everyone. And I tried to write down the name of the o oboe player. And uh, <laughs> we compared notes earlier and we got two totally different <laughs> things. So I wrote down, and I really I really couldn't understand it. So I took my best guess and I wrote Laura Beatram. <laughs> I'm positive that this person's first name was Logan. 
because okay. Al said it a couple of times. Okay. The last name, I'm not 100% sure. I'm, I heard Estrum. Okay. So we were kind of close. We uh, got the rums. So, <laughs> so we got the rum. But Logan is what I heard. And he did say, Logan, stand up. You know, stand up. Because Logan wasn't standing up right. uh, to take his bow. So, oh, it was a guy? <laughs> okay. I don't know. I couldn't see because actually I was sitting I mean, in Logan the set. is I a was, female name. Oh, sometimes. it is? Okay. It can be. Okay. both. I was, okay, I wasn't sure. I, I assumed, uh, I guess I shouldn't have done that. I assumed it was a guy, but... Um, <laughs> Did you assume he was not a time traveler? He <laughs> could be a time traveler, too. But the reason I, is I couldn't see, actually, the oboe solo, because I'm sitting in the center section, and the oboe oh, okay. sitting is the dead center yep. of the orchestra there, and Eric was standing directly in front of the oboe player, so I could only see Eric's back. Okay. So, and as well, when Al asked Logan or Laura or whoever it was <laughs> to stand, I could not see. I just assumed it was a guy, but you probably had a much better view than <laughs> than I did because I just Who saw knows? Eric's back. Could, yeah. <laughs> Don't try and gender Eric's back. <laughs> this is something that I've always noticed, but I never actually wrote down. Tonight was the night of just writing down things that I've never <laughs> talked about. When Al is you know, doing the first walking away with the cape, he's pretending to leave. But he walks back towards Eric, where there's literally nowhere to go. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I just I think that's funny. I mean, obviously that it looks better <laughs> visually to be walking, you know, with his back to the audience. But I just wanted to write that down. Have it be on a centimeter. And then, did you notice that when uh, at the end of the evening, Steve pulls down his beard and tips his hat? <laughs> he must yeah. have pulled his beard a little too hard it because like popped it off. popped off. He kind of looked at it like, oh, okay. yeah, he was surprised. So then he, <laughs> like, oh. he kind of shrugged. Shrugged and was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was great. So then we had the Rubemperor. Rubemperor. All hell, the Rubemperor. <laughs> I always love that part. He had fun. Yeah, he split the theater in half. You know, the left half and the right half. And he then, didn't do the uh, the woo. No, he, he didn't. didn't. Do the he round just, he thing. just made everyone kind of cheer, and then cut it off. Yeah, yeah, kind of quickly. And then he, of course, points to the orchestra, and they were like totally silent. <laughs> it was only that one show that they actually. I think it Lewiston that I saw uh-huh. the orchestra right. cheer. So then we had a very interesting lineup of 501st. We had Scout Trooper, two Stormtroopers, then Vader, then two Stormtroopers, then a Scout Trooper, and then a TIE Fighter pilot. It was strange because it was like, it wasn't even even on both sides. Right. And I know they like to be symmetrical. They like to be symmetrical. Right. And it was like, well, the TIE Fighter pilot is missing from Jim's side of stage, right. <laughs> if that's what it is. Or they had an extra TIE Fighter pilot on Steve's side of the stage. So it wasn't even. So I'm not sure what was going on there. But, you know, I did notice that one of the stormtroopers was extremely tall. <laughs> and that was the one that Al put his head on. Yes. And I also noticed that they were all uh, great dancers. Yeah, I noticed the scout all the way to the gym side was yeah. like doing real silly dances yes. and really, really getting into it. Yes. I thought they were all doing great dancing. And then I did notice that at the part where Al goes, now he's toast, yeah. the two stormtroopers that were on Jim's side gave each other a high five. Really? <laughs> and, and the audience kind of picked up on it because at least people around me were laughing because we all picked up on that. Yeah, they gave, just gave each other a high five. <laughs> I guess a good guy dies, you want to... <laughs> High five. That's well. I'm wondering the same way we're wondering if it's the same orchestra and the same drink color. If it's going to be the same 501st, we'll have to watch. Well, I was curious about that. If it's going to be the same 501st, I mean, I guess if there's a a short biker 
scout on right. the left and a, and a really tall stormtrooper and only one TIE fighter pilot, then it's well, a good possibility. Yeah, well, what I was also wondering is if it is the same people, are they going to be in the same order? Will they wear different costumes? Will, you know, will one, will the, they switch out who Al sings to, <laughs> you know? Well, to see. Of course, we get the Star Wars theme and the 501st is walking off, and then we get the Mexican hat dance, and a lot of people were clapping at the end. Yeah. They should have been. You got a lot of Ruben, people. I Ruben love got really, really <laughs> upset at that one. And then we had, what is that song called? Yeah. I, I can never remember the title. Y-O-D-A Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> so, Yoda... We've certainly noticed this before, but it is kind of interesting to point out that this is the first time in this show that Al picks up his accordion. Yeah. Which is really interesting because that's kind of what launched his career. And now (laughs) at this point, he's not even picking up his accordion to the last song of the encore. I think it must be that... The song choices... The song choices don't lend themselves, especially with the, the orchestra, maybe... The accordion would clash with. It's probably hard to write orchestration for an accordion because that's not (laughs) in many orchestras. Typical orchestra instrument. That's fair enough. We did get confetti. And we got to do it better. Yes, we got to do it better. And we got confetti. And then I point out this all the time, or, or not all the time, I started pointing out this recently. But Time Warp, today, very energetic crowd. Oh, really? The Time Warp. Yeah. I was looking at multiple people doing full-out like dance routines. <laughs> One couple that was sitting up, they had VIP passes on, so they were a couple rows ahead of us. They were really getting into it. Like, it was a very choreographed uh, dance. <laughs> I'm guessing this song has choreographed uh, yes. choreography to it. I'm, just not, you, I'm not familiar if, enough. I've seen the movie, you've seen but it. I have not familiar enough with it to comment well, on it. But You uh, know how I know there's choreography? It Literally, the song lyrics are the choreography. Okay. <laughs> you take a jump to the left. <laughs> but I've noticed that this and happening at several, right. uh, several shows is that at the very end of the song... People just fall down and drape themselves on yeah. the floor over the seats. And it's like multiple people doing it. So I'm guessing that's part of the yes. choreography. <laughs> As I was watching this one couple that was dancing very enthusiastically, they made the just fabulous, just like, oh, we're wiped type of thing at the end, which is cool. And that's it. End of show, right? End of show. End of podcast. <laughs> well, right? we still got a little more to talk about. <laughs> I know. It's getting long, and apologize for that, but... Uh, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> after the show, you pointed out to me that there is a new merchandise item. Yeah, so I noticed this before the show, and then I didn't really think too much of it because I knew they were available online. But yeah, it is new to the touring show merchandise, and that is the female version of the in 3D t-shirt, the uh, Stranger Things shirt. Yes. So that's, again, $30. And I will point out that they had no ties. Still no ties. Still no ties. We had tie pilots. <laughs> tie pilot, <laughs> tie fighter pilot. Single one on stage. But, not, but no ties are for sale at the merchandise booth. So I did get in line because I did have to pick up my variation on the Stranger Things shirt. And I did want to pick up a couple extra stickers. So you get in line and the line goes all the way back into the theater, all the way back to the stage. Yeah. And they line people it's up. insane. And so you went in line and, and Jackie and I were just going to hang out in the lobby until you got closer. But they kicked us out of just hanging in the <laughs> lobby. They said, you have to either be in line or leave. So we, we joined you in line. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of things. Uh, 
I noticed that when they took the VIP people, they didn't take them off to their own room. They sat them in the seats in the back of the theater. Yeah. Which I'm guessing this theater wasn't set up to have room for uh, probably 200 people, you think? 150 people, 200 people yeah. easily that had the VIP passes. But what's interesting is that they were walking around, a couple people in, from CID Entertainment in wigs, handing out pizza. Two people sitting, Two people in, pe- the sitting in the seats. And they just would go down and they would open up the box and be like, and people would just like take one out. <laughs> They're just sitting out, there. I, I don't know. I didn't even see plates. I just saw people eating pizza. Yeah, it, was so. really, it was really a strange was setup. Yeah. And then uh, somebody had made a comment that the pizza came all the way from Texas. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know what that was about. I don't know what that means. Uh, so did they not J, have? Did pizza? JW said that? JW we, said that. We'll yes. Ask him. So I don't know. I don't know if they don't have pizza in Seattle or what, but <laughs> or if the pizza's really good in Texas, hey. maybe, and they just decided they, we need to bring it in. You did briefly run into JW and give JW his yes. podcast shirt. Yeah. So he, I mean, you know, after the show, that's where JW shines. That's where you know yeah. he is running around and busy. Not Pratt falling. So uh, I did give him the shirt. He was very happy. He gave me a big hug and uh, thanked us. And hopefully we'll see him wearing it at some point. Yeah, that'd be That'd awesome. Be cool. And then uh, we did give out one more shirt. We did hang out by the buses for a little bit. and Yeah, we, we met up with Lisa Popeil. Yep. And yeah, she came over and she, you know gave her the shirt. And she was very thankful for it. And you could tell it's been kind of a long day. So we didn't talk to her too long. But hoping we'll get to see her tomorrow too. Yeah, I think that it was interesting because of the setup that basically tomorrow they're coming right back. Like nobody had to tear down anything. Right. Thing. They just left everything where it was and they just come back tomorrow. So there's like no reason for anybody in the crew to really hang around. Yeah, because we that's the other thing. We did see Peaches again by the bus and uh, I asked him if any other crew were around where we could get them their shirts and he said, no, everyone's back in the hotel. <laughs> He's like, well, they'll be there tomorrow. So... So yeah, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll make another trip with our duffel bag full of uh, drug money <laughs> and T-shirts, and uh, and try to distribute as as money and, mo- and like money they can be laundered. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we did this, but we went into GameWorks. Yeah, so we um, we're like we're going to get back in the parking garage, and I could just hear from a door like arcade sounds, and so I went over to the door and it was locked. I'm like, what is going on? And it turns out we were right next to this huge arcade, two levels, probably over a hundred different games. They also had like a whole area with like PCs set up and they had a switch and it was insane. So we just took a lap, didn't do anything. (laughs) Walked around. Came here for you guys to record. And then we did stop at the gas station of love. Did not use the self-service pump. Where we're staying right next door, there's a Wendy's and a little convenience store gas station. Yeah, they're attached. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, they're attached to each other. So I was like, I'm going to get another snack because I hadn't eaten enough food (laughs) today, I guess. uh, Six meals was not enough. I needed needed another uh, five or six meals. Uh, So I was like, I'm going to stop. And I was like, I'll go into Wendy's. And then (laughs) Ethan's like, I'm going into the convenience store. Well, yeah, you went to the drive-thru line. And he opened the door. And I'm like, all right, I'll go to the... Because you were in line for the (laughs) drive-thru. So Uh, I was like, like, hey, I'm going to hop out. And and then you started driving. And the alarm starts going off. The door's open. I'm on unbuckle. So I almost killed my podcast partner (laughs) unintentionally. (laughs) 
it's so funny because yesterday when I got into Seattle and I came here, before I checked into the hotel, I went to the gas station and I love Coke Zero. That's like, that's, <laughs> like if yes. I'm going to drink a soda, it's going to be Coke Zero. That's my first choice. Mine too, yep. So I go in and the gas station didn't have Coke Zero. So like <laughs> I look, I look all around, I look in the different coolers and then I... You know, second choice is Diet Pepsi. So I went and grabbed the Diet Pepsi. But I, didn't, I got the bigger bottle, so it would last longer because it was cheaper, too. And it's so funny because I, wa- I witnessed you tonight come in. <laughs> you looked for Coke Zero. You looked in the other cooler. You didn't see it. And then you decided on Diet Pepsi, but then you went for the bigger bottle, too. So you literally did the exact thing that I did <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> It was really funny. <laughs> so, hey, if you own a gas station and you don't have <laughs> Coke Zero and, and two Weird Al fan podcast hosts come in, make sure you got the Diet Pepsi stocked up. <laughs> I prefer the Coke Zero. If you had Coke yeah. Zero, I totally would have gotten Coke yeah. Zero. But anyway, we did pull in at exactly 11.59 p.m. Yes. So we were home on the day of the show, which yes. is always awesome. Yes. And then, very rare, however... <laughs> Realized with the whole time zone thing, that was really 2.59 a.m. Right, in our brains. <laughs> in our brains. <laughs> so we're not quite sure how that, that works out. And also, we realized that I've now been up for about 24 hours straight. So I think uh, we're going to wrap it up tomorrow. Over are, 24 hours at this point. Yeah. Because it is 2.15 <laughs> Seattle time. <laughs> So, so I think it's time to go to bed, Dave. <laughs> so I think it's time to go to bed. Tomorrow we have to travel all the way to Seattle, Washington. From Kent. From Kent. By the way, beautiful place in Kent. We're literally across the street from the Amazon Fulfillment Center, which is the size of a shopping mall, if not bigger. And it is really I thought it was a mall. I'm like, oh cool, I'm right near a mall. Nope. It's you know, honestly, Amazon. it's about it's almost the size of the apartment we're staying in today (laughs) almost almost that big (laughs) so again tomorrow we are at the paramount theater seattle washington for two shows we'll have two separate centimeter episodes will we yes we will so so we will be up till well we're not going to get any sleep so what are we going to record one and then just (laughs) stop and then start doing the second one we'll have to figure it out we will (laughs) that frank told me that's how we have to do it so We can't go back on Frank. So thank you for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 21 centimeter. I wanted to do the outro. Do it. This has been Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, bonus episode 21 centimeter. Don't try and gender Eric's back.